Hi, Zach. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well. It's good to talk to you, man. I'm excited about this new record. Oh, me too, man. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been too long. <laughs> we are really itching to put stuff out, and it is every time we put out another song, it's just laid off our shoulders. Um, it's it's been really fun. Well, from everything I've heard so far, I mean, this is the bigger, badder, better Portugal the man, I guess. I mean, for whatever turmoil and scrapped album mess you had to go through to get here, uh, it sounds like it was really worth it. I know, right? It was, uh, um, yeah, yeah, we wasted a lot of time, but uh, not really wasted it. We learned, <laughs> we learned an unbelievable amount, some what to do, some what not to do, and uh, and now we just have like 50 songs in the bank, so that's, that's fine. <laughs> that's <not too laughs> we have plenty of, plenty of ideas to work off for a while now. Right. Well, let's let's get into the ins and outs of some of those songs on this record. I mean, the, the single right now, Feel It Steal. Um, I mean, I'll honestly say, uh, you know, and for being a fan for a long time, this is easily like your biggest, I don't know, your best song. I don't know if that's the right words, but it's a smash freaking hit, man. And for all the attention it's getting off the video, too, I mean, if you could talk a little bit about yeah. that, too. I mean, you know, fight the apathy is the line that keeps coming up. Uh, what's the backstory here? Well, I guess uh, sorry, I mean, it, it all really is about the album. I mean, we decided to scrap it. Um, in general, we were up in Alaska filming the video for Noise Pollution. We were hanging out with our singer, John. We were hanging out with his dad. And uh, we were talking. He was making a, you know, chicken wings. We were just having beers, kind of taking a dinner break before some night shots. And uh, he threw an envelope at us, and he was like, yeah, check this out. He had apparently given an old toolbox full of tools and random stuff. He, he's a carpenter who builds houses for a living. And he gave this toolbox to a, to a friend out in New York back in the 70s or 80s. And just the week before, his friend was digging through it and found his original ticket to Woodstock and sent it back up to him. And I don't know why it hit us so hard, but when I was a kid, when I was first getting into music, my parents had a really great record collection. And Woodstock, the whole idea, just I... I was, you know, fascinated by it, mm -hmm. and just everything that was going on in the world at that time, and seeing so many people, this art scene, this music scene, come together and create just an insane movement that inspired my parents, that inspired me, that will probably inspire my children when I have them. And it was, it was just kind of a, it was a, it was a heavy moment. I just like thought, like that's, I remember just falling in love with music around then, and it really just opened my mind to a lot of things, and. We decided that we were just going to go back in. Um, we had been working on so many songs for so long, and we just kind of lost our emotional connection to them. We kind of lost perspective. Even I mean, there's some amazing stuff in that. We'd show other people, like, you can't throw this away. You can't scrap this. We're just like, man, we need to we need to feel it, you know, again. And, and so we just kind of started over. We, we definitely took a lot of stuff from that, but... That was kind of our, our thing. We just saw the way the world is going right now. We wanted to do something that mattered. We wanted to, you know, we just uh, we got kind of a kind of a kick in the pants from uh, from John's dad. And, you know, nothing like a good dad talk that really just gets you going. <laughs> I mean, I've read that line too, where you said somewhere the four of us in a basement trying to say something that mattered, which you know ends up being a conversation. I'm. I'm having with a lot of artists right now and and which is which is great. I mean, you know, and I think that it seems to be the topic that comes up too is like, you know, as an artist, do you feel it's your job 
to be saying something when there's so much of the world, and, and especially our country, that's suddenly paying attention you know, to politics and, and social rights much more than they had in, in quite a long time. And I guess you, you guys said yes. Yeah, totally. And, and, um, and I get it. You know, I've, every, you know, humans just go through stages and whether, whether you feel something or whether you don't, uh, it's for me personally, we've always, you know, we've always been, had a lot of social commentary on music and we're never, we've never been crazy political or anything. We, we, we add in our own things, but when we, when we say something, a lot of times we keep it very open-ended say, my whole point of making music is making people or trying to help people just think for themselves. I don't want to tell them what to think. The, the biggest tool that anybody can use is yourself and your mind and your hands and your mouth and your eyes. And I want people to do that. And I've always loved music that makes me think, not necessarily what the artist is saying, but it's my personal connection to the music that gives me my own ideas and branches off and inspires me to do something else. And that's the that's the beauty of it. And so with with this album, with this video, that's what we're really trying to do is we just want to do we want to do something interesting that sparks thought. Whether you agree with what we're saying or whether you disagree, I don't care. I we we want to just make people get out and and think about things, you know. Right. They can do something if they want. They don't have to, but uh, we thought it'd be interesting to kind of put together a little a little kit. Just if you're wondering where to start, you got a few ideas and take it from there. Then, not to detract from the music, I mean, with that video and 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 the way you guys set it up, were you surprised then at what's been happening with uh, I don't know the Twitter wars with Info Wars? Yeah, uh, bonkers. It's wild. <laughs> Did not see that happening. We expected some kickback, but that escalated quickly. Uh -huh. um, it, it, it's pretty nuts. That's uh, it's, it's it's winding down a little bit. We like to strike a nerve. That's totally cool. That's, <laughs> as as artists, that's always what you want, good or bad. But the one thing you don't want is just like, eh, it's okay. Right. I don't feel anything either way. You know, if you mm -hmm. love it, cool. If you hate it, cool. But uh, that that makes me feel good. Yeah, that stuff's uh, pretty bonkers. Yeah. That's, um, and it got out. A lot of people took it way too far, and just because a lot of I mean that stuff just isn't true <laughs> and uh and it's crazy to see how that stuff really works and being um you know a lot of people don't understand that and they take they take things that they they hear or things they say you know to heart and really there's so many different ways to spin things it's incredibly difficult to know what the hell is actually going on i don't even try to i don't i I read things, I try to come up with my own opinions, but I don't think that I know anything because I've been in so many situations before this where I see how words get twisted and things get used, you know. Myself in interviews, I've seen it so many times when I'm sitting there telling something to a journalist and then I read it later, I'm like, oh my God, that's, that doesn't sound like what I meant whatsoever. And it's caused a lot of problems in the past. So I know that if I'm just doing that, person to person and it gets distorted by the time it gets out what happens when they're covering some event that's you know halfway across the world mm -hmm. you know there's no way that everything all the facts can get straight it's just it's crazy and so that was a big deal for us it's just pushing for the transparency and and things are getting they're getting worse and they're getting better there's so much information now that 
um, you can see different things in, in different lights. And that's what's good. I love reading all sorts of different articles about the same event. And I get my, I try to get my news from as many different places as possible. I still don't know if anyone's real. But that's kind of the most you can do. Try. Yeah, earlier, I, I wanted to bring this up. You uh, mentioned uh, noise pollution and that song and louder. Do they play into this album at all, or are those just one-offs from the the scrapped LP, whatever we're calling that? They it's still yeah. I I can't completely say until we actually have the album done. As far as the plan now, uh, noise pollution will be on the album, mm-hmm. uh, but there's always a chance that it might not. Cause we have already put it out, and hey, maybe we'll throw something else on there. But as of now. Uh, louder won't be. That was a uh, you know that was a collaboration uh, uh, with the other guys. But um, the noise pollution will probably be on it. That was one of the first songs that we did uh, uh, years ago, and it's gone through many different incarnations. And we've worked with several people on it. But it was um, it was just, I thought it was a really good first track to do because it's pretty crazy and wild and not like us. And it's always it's always so scary to choose what the first thing is you're going to show to the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's uh, like, all right, we haven't put out music in a while. What's the first thing that we're going to show people? And so we decided to give one of the, uh, one of the crazier tracks to more uh, to the fans. We didn't really like, we didn't send it to radio. We didn't do anything that you're supposed to do. We just kind of dropped it out because uh, so many people are just generally asking what we've been up to. Mm-hmm. And I said, say this. This is the kind of stuff that we've been up to. We've been staying up all night, making really weird things. <laughs> it was seriously cool. I appreciate the weird things. I do. And you know, I know you guys worked with uh, several people on this record, and of course, you know, I think the one that's going to be, you know, a bit of the uh, the eyebrow raiser is Mike D. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a lot more stuff with him. Uh, we're saving it for something else, but. We did, yeah, very early on, we did, we spent quite a bit of time with Mike, and it was crazy, man, as a, I get to meet a lot of awesome people, and um, I I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I don't turn into, like, a, a shy teenager, again, mostly, I'm, I'm, I'm a man, I can meet, I've met many of my idols, and I've kept it pretty cool, it was pretty rough with Mike D, Mike, <laughs> uh, the Beastie players were a giant influence on me, and this is how we met. Through mutual friends, he asked to do a remix of the song for last album. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we said, okay. And then uh, we were coming through New York. We had a day off in New York on tour. And he's like, hey, you guys want to hang out? You want to come up to the studio? <laughs> it's like, the, the Beast Boy studio? Yeah, definitely. We went in there and we started hanging out. And um, it was very heavy for me um, just looking around all the things they had. I mean, the Beastie Boys were one of the first bands that kind of found that like really like got me. It wasn't something my parents showed me or anything. I, it was something that my, my older cousin showed me uh, at a family reunion back in 92 and, uh, and, or 94. But, um, yeah, he showed me, so what you want, I'll check your head. And I just, my mind was, oh, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. I found that and raging at the machine in the same day. And I was just like, instantly changed from that day. And um, we started making music. He was like, hey, does this want to like, record something? Does this want to play some music? Or no, no, no. You, you probably don't want to do that. You know, it's a day off. You're on tour. You do this all the time. You don't want to work today. We're like, no, we'll, we'll definitely make some music, man. And uh, interestingly enough, that day, we actually made a song that had the lyrics from Feel It Still on the level just for kicks. It was completely different. 
And uh, but that is just that lyric piece we wrote in a song with Mike D in New York in the DC studio. I was playing on like all of MCA's gear, and it was super heavy for me. And yeah. uh, um, it, was, it was pretty nuts. And we went through a bunch of different incarnations. And last minute, at the end of recording this album, Felix Hill came up in a weird little side session, and John started singing that lyric differently. And uh, like, hey, that's that <laughs> let's, uh, let's stop whatever else we're doing and uh let's just throw that together real quick turned out to be our single awesome well i love it and i'm excited to hear the rest of the album too uh like i said this seems like another level for you guys so uh, i can't wait and uh, i appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk today about it oh of course man we love uh we love little girl can't wait to get back um uh, last night the last time we were there it was a super heavy night it was the night uh um ollie died and oh, right. we were we were there in town, and we went to uh, Haymarket, I believe, which is a mm-hmm. an awesome little bar that we love. And we pretty much like bought around for the entire place and had a big heavy cheers to it. And it was uh, it was one of those. It was just one of those memories. But you know, we do a lot of we do a lot of cool stuff, a lot of a lot of amazing things. And that was a uh, it was a really serious moment. Man, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you got a connection to us here. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll take you back with open arms whenever you're ready to come back. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I've had a, I've, hardly enough, I've had two birthdays from Louisville. And uh, <laughs> um, we always have, uh, and anybody knows us at all knows that we're big fans of bourbon and whiskey. Yeah. And so uh, the, uh, we, we, it definitely has a spot in our hearts for sure. Well, it was good talking to you, and uh, and we'll see you around. Yeah, thank you very much, man. All right, take care.